Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Stephen O'Grady with Redmonk. Uh, I'm here with John from uh, Slim.ai. Uh, John, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure, I'm John Amaral. I'm CEO and co-founder of Slim.ai. We're um, a company focused on software supply chain security and helping companies automate vulnerability remediation. Outstanding. So we're here today to talk about, well, uh, shift left, among other things, and sort of developer velocity and so on. And, you know, I guess I'll start by asking, so, you know, given the environment today with, you know, customers who are trying to deliver at velocity, but, you know, facing more more complicated environments, and obviously we all know, you know sort of the, the pressures that we're under from a security standpoint, you know, what are you feeling, you know, what are you hearing from developers, you know, sort of about, you know, their comfort level, like where are they at in terms of, uh, you know, just how they're thinking about security from an application development standpoint? I think there's been a lot of progress lately and an awareness and even, you know, work on solving security closer to developers. And I think when I talk to developers, you know, they are um, certainly aware of, of the concerns and they're making investments in, in basically how they work and how they act to be able to make better choices in, in, in the software they use and the software they develop with. Open source uh, choices is really kind of a complex and hard thing to do, but Certainly, there are uh, there is more and more awareness that they're part of the responsibility in securing the code they build, and, um, and certainly that's been a feedback loop from from uh, you know to the right um, as uh, as more and more I'd say security activities are pushing back into the developers' workspace, and as I think about their um, challenges, they certainly are um, are being impinged by this. I'll call it latent rework there. They're getting feedback that they need to secure something and, and more and more of their time is being spent in those activities. I've heard as much as 25 or 30 percent of developers time is being is being invested in in activities related to security, related to software um, curation, making sure that they're um, producing you know, better and more secure output. So it depends on the organization and, and the environment that organization operates in. If they're regulated by something like FedRAMP or they have high security concerns, certainly those developers are feeling the pinch. And I think developers struggle to know what to do or have the tools to do them easily. It's a lot of new work and a lot of that's manual new work. And that right. certainly makes it more difficult to develop software at velocity. Yeah. So, you know, you spoke of sort of developers responsibilities and obviously one of the sort of uh, terms of late, uh, you know, in the last couple of years has been shift left. Right. So it's it's essentially pushing, you know, traditional security tasks uh, from the end of a life cycle earlier in it. Um, and, you know, sort of on the one hand, this this sort of makes sense on paper. Right. Because, you know, for a lot of the tasks, it is uh, it is sort of beneficial for them to occur earlier and earlier in the, in the life cycle. Right. Um, but on the flip side, you know, a lot of shift left is basically putting more and more work on a developer's plate at a time when, you know, frankly, they already had pretty heavy loads. So what's what's your take on yeah. shift? As you said, uh, almost perfectly, shift left in theory um, is a great idea. It means that, you know, you just catch problems when they're in their infancy or when they're in the formative stages and, and so that they don't propagate um, toward, toward production. And. I think the, the old adage is it's a thousand times cheaper to fix something at the developer's desk than it is to fix it in production or whatever that ratio is. It's always a big number on the right and a little number on the left. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting and maybe a little naive as well. I, I think shift left, again, great in theory, 
But if you don't shift it left um, with, with automation and tooling that developers can use to, to do this quickly or even do basically nothing, I get shift the solution for right. the developer, but automate the hell out of it. Anything that's toil or work for developers that can be removed um, should be. And because yep. and we want them spending their precious cycles building value in our products, right? Building value for our customers. And boy, it can sure be a giant tax on them, especially given that they're not generally security experts or, or oftentimes they're being asked to do stuff that requires a lot of preparation and planning and, and effort. So shift left without automation or shift left with a poor plan is just really basically slowing down your business. And, and we know we need the outcomes, but we need to be thoughtful about how we ask developers to participate. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, I, I think I know where you're going here, um, but I'll ask the question anyway. Uh, you know, when if, if we're in agreement that shifting left is is going to cause some issues and it's going to cause some some friction, you know, from a developer standpoint, um, what's the alternative? Like you mentioned automation. So w- what do you when you talk to customers like what are you proposing, um, you know, they do as an alternative to just taking these things literally off one plate and putting them on another yeah, one area we spend a lot of time talking to customers and developers and, and, and you know, users of our software about is vulnerability remediation. It's literally um, one of the topics that um, always comes up, and it's something that our tools help with. And um, you know, that is a, an area where shift left often happens, but it happens, I'd say, in, in the bad sense, naively. It's, I found a vulnerability, somebody found a vulnerability downstream, or you know, in, the, in the process of building the software, um, it depends on the on the maturity of the organization, but but they may be finding vulnerabilities because they found them in production, say, or or right at the edge of production where they're going to push something, and 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 then all sorts of questions happen once you find this like, critical vulnerability or high vulnerability. Um, certainly, it's uh, is that in scope for us? We know we saw it in in, in the in the say in the container, for instance, because that's where we play a lot. But is it is it a vulnerability that really impacts us? I mean, you start asking all these triage questions about what to do about that vulnerability. And that often gets back to the developer's desk because really no one knows whether that software runs and it's vulnerable or is it impact or is it reachable, all that. And um, and in the most normal sense of that, of that uh, interaction, developers are asked to go investigate. Investigate that, that vulnerability. Tell me what, you know, where it affects us. Does that code actually run? And oftentimes the developers don't know. They, they may know if they look in their code and say, yeah, well, I'm using that library to do X, Y, Z, but that specific part of the code, like, does it run? I don't know. So, right. so what, what, what we're really seeing a trend in lately is, uh, and, and certainly something we do, is really allowing um, triage to be easy, prioritizing vulnerabilities, getting them to be like, okay, so that code, uh, and our tools do this, we saw it run, it, 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 it actually is a real vulnerability for you. Taking away all that investigatory work, taking away all that you know triage work, and making it so that you can give an actionable, um, an actionable um, uh, advice to the folks who care about the vulnerability, like the SecOps or DevSecOps people and the engineers. You can say, "Yeah, we use that package. Yes, there's a fix. The fix will work." Like get it down to something actionable, so that the developer takes takes that insight and just uses it to solve the problem, rather than spend who knows how many hours and it can be many, many hours to do all that legwork when, so this automation in triage is like a really first step. And so 
we're seeing a trend towards towards that. That's an example of the kinds of automation moves that are possible, and 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 there's lots and lots of different use cases that are um, sort of analogically similar to what I just described. So like, what's the work to get the bottom of the security thing that I care about, and how do I get it to the point where I know what to do to change it? And that gap between awareness and actionable, um, you know, work is is uh is a big gray area that developers on average aren't equipped to do when it comes down to like software supply chain or software compositional issues yeah so that's a, an area i think can, can use a lot of innovation makes sense to me cool and with that uh we are all set for this chat uh john thanks so much for the time i really appreciate it awesome